Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders. Baseball is on today, right now. If you wanted to split screen the Baseball Insiders with Major League Baseball, you could. The Padres are playing the Dodgers. Robert Murray and I are back to break down what's changed since we last saw you a week ago. And Robert, it feels damn good to be here, even though the big guns are still unsigned. There's been undeniable movement this past week. Why? Because the season is starting. Yeah, I'll tell you, the season has started. Well, spring training has started. And I'm going to my first game tomorrow, so let's pump it up for that. And we got... Um, well, last night was just really weird in the internet space. That was freaking bizarre in many different ways. We'll obviously talk about that plenty. No hat today. I figured I'd surprise everyone with no hat. I uh, got the summer haircut going, so life is good. And yeah, Adam Weiner, how are you? I'm good. I want the summer cut. I, di- I haven't gotten my haircut since late December. I'm, I got the Padres vintage today. Uh, weigh in in the comments. Uh, If you want to see a different hat next week, let me know what you want. I got minor league. I got a lot of major league. We got plenty to work with. uh, And I'll do a different hat for most shows because it's it's baseball season. Baseball season is happening. Movement is occurring. Uh, Even though Blake Snell didn't sign last night, it kind of felt like maybe for one second he might. We'll obviously talk about that. But Tim Anderson to the Marlins, G. Urshela to the Tigers, $1.5 million versus five for Tim Anderson. People are taking discounts. It's kind of a sad state of affairs, but at least the stove is moving and at least the action is live on the field and no longer on paper. We're going to get to all that and more. The Brewers finalizing the Gary Sanchez deal. What's up with Brandon Woodruff, Mike Trout, and Rafi Devers asking for help. Mitch Keller is a pirate for a long time, and we'll empty that notebook and answer your questions. But first, this episode is again sponsored by... Uh, DraftKings, and oh my God, when I restarted my computer, my ad read scrolled all the way up to the top, and so I had to vamp and yap to get all the way back down. But don't worry, I got there. If you have not signed up for DraftKings Sportsbook, make sure you get your first bet on them. New customers will get a second chance bet up to $1,000 when signing up with our promo code BASEBALLINSIDER. That means if your first bet loses, you will get your full wager returned as a bonus bet up to 1000 Signing up with our code BASEBALLINSIDER, no S, not only covers your first bet, but also gets you access to daily rewards and other profit boosts. If you're looking to join DraftKings, go download the app, register with our promo code Baseball Insider to make sure your first bet is covered. This offer is only available to new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. And if you want to join the community, if you want to join our Discord, you are more than welcome. Our Discorders have shown up again. I had a dream the other day, Robert, because I dream about the Baseball Insiders now, that somebody in the comments was telling everyone in the Discord to shut up and get out of here. That would never happen. It's usually the other way around. The people in the Discord tell you to go away. Uh, But we love our Discord fam, and uh, we'd love to see more of you if you want to join the community. No, we absolutely would. It's a great community. It's a blast. It's something I really enjoy doing. And obviously, we have a lot of fun in there. Uh, Last night, especially, uh, those who are in there 
uh, know what we're talking about. And yeah, just a great time, great community. I'll tip you off if I ever get something in the hopper or anything like that. So um, it's a good time for sure. And boy, do we, we sure do have a lot of stuff to talk about today, don't we, Adam? We really do. Hopefully we don't run long. I titled this episode, How Many Times Can We Say Boris 4 in a 40-Minute Show? Because I was hoping they'd be the Boris 3 by the time we got here. They aren't. We don't do predictions on the show. We don't. We, we, you know, it's hard to pull a baseless prediction out of this current free agent mess, even if the mid-tier market is beginning to clarify itself a little bit. Tim Anderson, a surprising amount of money for one year with the Marlins. I'm sure we'll touch on that a little bit when we open the notebook. But last night, there was, again, a glimmer of Snell to the Yankees. You know, the people reporting it were a barstool personality who stated it definitively, uh, some random Twitter users, which I think people took as gospel because they're desperate for anything. And then Jake from Talking Yanks, not reporting it, just saying he was starting to get the hunch that Snell was going to be a Yankee. Not a report, just the vibes he was getting, you know. Can't argue with vibes. I was getting those vibes as well. Uh, But that all sort of set this into overdrive. Hal Steinbrenner just talked and said that he, you can never have enough pitching and and he'd be willing to go higher on the payroll depending on what Cashman brought him. But you are here to help clarify once and for all where we stand because it does feel like Martino, Heyman, Brian Hope, everyone speaking with knowledge of the front office's actual behavior isn't saying you can rule out Snell to the Yankees, but they are saying nothing has changed in months and it's going to be really hard and it would cost 110% because of the taxes. So I presume that that's kind of where you sit as well. Like, hey, never say never. He's not on a team, but no movement. Uh, But I'm curious what you have to say after last night. People sort of convinced themselves that it was close to done and maybe they should stay up for it. No, that was never close to happening last night at all. Like the the Twitter rumors surrounding that were just absolutely crazy. Uh, I mean, there was different speculation about a lot of different things, but there was really nothing that was ever close there was nothing that had changed as of last night they're still very far apart in talks like is a deal possible in the future i mean like yeah especially with uh with steinbrenner not ruling out more pitching additions he basically as you said he was like can never have enough pitching which is extremely true uh the yankees and many other teams have definitely learned that over the recent years um but just the price for him like I mean, far apart. Uh, he, he wants a lot. The Yankees have not been willing to offer that. So there has just been no movement there at all. You got to imagine there's going to be other teams that are in play for Snell, kind of like the the Angels or the Giants or, um, I mean, maybe like some, some, other, some of these other teams. I mean, those are just two teams that I think that can make sense. Not saying that they're necessarily in, um, but I do think like there's going to be plenty of competition for Snell. But it's basically been the same record all off season that I'll reiterate now between the Boris four Snell Chapman Bellinger and Montgomery. None of them appear close to signing. I don't know when that dam is eventually going to break, but we're, we're talking spring training games are getting started. Um, so there's plenty of time before opening day for these guys to, to sign, get acclimated, acclimated in spring training and then start the regular season. But I'm curious how much longer Boris can hold out um, and try to wait for these guys and until he starts considering different alternatives or shorter term contracts to get them into free agency next year, where it looks like maybe, for example, like a three year contract with an opt out after year one, um, something along those lines. But I'm curious 
when it gets to that point, clearly we're not at that point yet, but it just, it's just basically been the same story all off, all off season. The big boars four are nowhere close to signing. Yeah, and at some point, it's admitting defeat when you have to go in with that pillow contract ambition. We all sort of joked the other day because Peter Gammons tweeted it and betonline.ag. But <laughs> offshore sportsbook said the Red Sox were one-to-one favorites for Montgomery. It made me go, yeah, I mean, no, but also, like, is anyone else even in the conversation right now? If the Rangers are saying no. we don't have the cash and the Red Sox at least are saying, we don't have the cash either. We don't have the wiggle room, but we're going to keep talking to him. John Heyman on his stream said the Red Sox were talking to Monty about two weeks ago, and it was a consideration, but no movement since then. Uh, the weirdest part to me, we've, I've said this on five straight shows, I think, is not only that they haven't signed, but that we just keep naming the same teams that are all just sitting and not inching forwards, like Red Sox and Montgomery. Yeah, the Giants and Angels could be interested in Snell, but but are they? It feels like we're still in December here on some of these guys. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's just it's crazy. And you start looking at this thing and you hear different teams say that they're not going to end up going and spending big money on these free agents. And it, it already limits a limited amount of suitors, because like one team that I thought made sense for some of these guys was the Mariners, especially with, with Matt Chapman or like a guy like Blake Snell, who's from the Seattle area and would make that rotation just which is already really good, just that much better. And Justin Hollander, their GM, told me that the he expects the core roster that is currently on the team right now to be their core that starts opening day. They don't expect any major moves. So that rules them out seemingly. There is just – it's just a lot of diff- – it's just – it's confusing. It's a really bizarre offseason, and Boris has his work cut out for him because having one for agent on the board – of those stature would be really tough, but having four is a really difficult spot. And I'm curious to see how he does it and how he makes it work. Um, he's got a history of doing it, so you can't rule him out by any means, but man, this is, uh, he's got his work cut out for him for sure. Yeah, I, I hope to do a show soon where we have something more concrete to discuss. It was it would have been fun if the Blake Snell stuff was a little more concrete. It was not. We will obviously be back next week, hopefully with some updates. Uh, I don't know. Comic things uh, saying I'm crapping on the Sox and saying the Yankees haven't lifted a trophy since 2009. I never crap on the Sox. All I do, I'm terrified of the Red Sox. I think Red Sox fans have had it great. Red Sox fans have two World Series since my last title. I think Red Sox fans have a right to complain about this year's payroll. But Red Sox fans complaining about their success for the last two decades, they have owned the Yankees for two decades. I crap on Red Sox fan, uh, like, expectations and and not being satisfied, but I don't crap on the team. They're better than my team. I readily admit that. Uh, The comments are very upset with me, though. So I, I welcome the discourse, though. Let's keep the discourse going. Let's talk about what has been done uh, instead of whether I do or do not like the Red Sox offseason, I all I keep saying is that I'm more optimistic on the Red Sox than Red Sox fans are. But whatever, apparently that's not enough for some people. Let's talk about Mitch Keller because the Pirates got a job done today. And I know our Pirates fans have been pretty optimistic for this season uh, against all odds. This isn't Edward Cabrera. It's not the trade, but it is a big pitching move from a team that is in a muddled central with the Cubs refusing to go all in. The Reds already battling a Matt McLean injury as the presumptive favorites and the Brewers who we'll talk about in a little bit, taking two steps forward and one step back. 
how quickly did this come together and what does this do for you in assessing the pirates moving forward? Yeah. But before I end up addressing uh, the pirate stuff here, I see Gresham five who is in the comments here and Gresham five. I hope you're, you're having some good Gresham five time. Uh, mm -hmm. Me as well. Definitely deserve it. Uh, loyal follower there for sure. Uh, but as far as the, um, as far as the pirates go and Mitch Keller, like this was not necessarily a surprise that it was a deal got done because for the last year or two, you've heard different things suggesting that the pirates have been trying to extend Mitch Keller. And at one point I was under the impression that a deal was close, not like in, in a previous off season, I believe it was. And like, it's everything that I had heard this off season was that those two sides had continued to talk. And ultimately they ended up agreeing to a terms on a five year, $77 million contract, which I believe is the second richest deal in team history with Brian Reynolds's extension being uh, the most lucrative. So this is a, the richest deal for uh, a starting pitcher in pirates history. It was a deal they had to do. And I give them credit because the pirates, obviously um, they have been knocked for not spending. And obviously the, the report from Ken Rosenthal and Stephen Nesbitt yesterday um, really went into that and about how just penny pinching that organization was or it has been, but they've extended Brian Reynolds. They've extended key Brian Hayes, and now they've extended Mitch Keller. So I give them credit for keeping their core group intact and trying to keep them because in years past, um, they would definitely try to, you know, move on from them and try to end up upgrading their farm system. So I give them credit for that. I will say the notion that this was a PR move after, this or after the story from yesterday anyone who suggests that is totally wrong that was not a pr move this has been a move that has been long in the making for the pirates uh, i still think they should go out and get another starting pitcher because you can never have enough enough depth and if you can add a guy like an eric lauer or a noah Syndergaard, or if you want to go on the trade route and get a, a cabrera type then maybe you try to go do that i think nothing this deal should not stop them because they need more arms. And I think they would probably agree with that too, but they've been nowhere close as of a couple of days ago on a Cabrera trade out. I don't, I have not heard any updates there, but again, look at uh, the, 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 a Cabrera trade. Obviously, yes, the pirates have interest in Cabrera, but a trade has never been close. Uh, any report that is suggested otherwise has been wrong. Um, so we'll see what the Pirates do, but I give them credit for now for extending Keller, which is a move they had to do. Yeah, and this takes an option off a lot of teams' plates for a midseason deal this year as well because uh, plenty of teams, we talked about Snell and the Yankees, obviously nothing close there, but the Yankees making it obvious they desire pitching if they can get it. The deadline right now is pretty much Cease, Bieber, maybe, Tristan McKenzie, if the Guardians really fall off, Cabrera, Lazardo, like, you lost an option with Mitch Keller, and that's the way it should be. We shouldn't be looking at teams like the Pirates and saying, oh, I wonder if the Yankees and Dodgers can pick more guys off them by midseason. That would be awesome. No, we should be looking at teams like the Pirates that are on the verge and saying, nice job locking up your talent. If you're not going to spend in free agency, at least take care of your guys. And also, your BP hats look awesome and is the only current good thing going about the Major League Baseball uniforms in 2024. So good job on that as well the batting practice hats almost universally amazing by the way yeah. and the jerseys oh, yeah. heinous see-through and <laughs> you can see uh dudes crotches in the pants now so new low every single day from fanatics and nike 
Oh, it's been horrific. Like I saw a picture before we came on here that left uh, nothing to the imagination, which yeah. not good. That is not what you want. They got to fix that because, I mean, you're hearing all sorts of players complain about it. Even Tony Clark the other day spoke out about it and how bad it was. And, I mean, it's it's, it's just universal how just terrible they are. And, like, and uh, Justin here, you ask a good question. Yeah. Uh, the Pirates try to extend David Bednar. Uh, he's got multiple years of control, so I don't think that's going to end up being something they prioritize now. Um, my guess is probably does not get done. I think if they want to try to have initial conversations with O'Neill Cruz about an extension, I think they should do that. That being said, I don't think that deal is going to happen at all. Probably end up, I mean, that's probably something in, in a future offseason maybe or future year. Um, but it wouldn't hurt to just explore it and see what the price is. But um, I think this is probably their their big extension for the spring. And, I mean, they've had a history of doing them the last couple of springs. Well, they did keep Ryan Hayes' last year on opening day, and then now they end up getting this deal done. And, um, yeah, just as I said, credit to them, but I would not expect a Bednar extension to happen um, th- this spring. Yeah, not quite Brian Reynolds cash, definitely not Bobby Witt Jr. spectrum, but not a bad job getting Keller taken care of. Hopefully he's able to continue to harness that development path he found last year. Uh, Sorry for calling the Pirates the, uh, sorry, the Reds the presumptive favorites in the division. We're having fun making presumptions. We're going to do an opening day preview app at some point. Uh, I will be, maybe I got caught up, I'll be in Cincinnati for opening day. Uh, that's Thursday. So opening day show, not going to happen. We'll see what we can do that week, but maybe I'll do a little live hit from Cincinnati. That could be fun. Uh, Robert, are you doing opening day in the ballpark? Oh yeah. Um, so I'm hoping to go to LA, uh, yeah. for their opening day. Oh, that's, that's my goal. Uh, just so I can see the super team up close and in person. I'm also going to be going to a lot of different spring training games here. So I'll be getting my fix in before opening day, but also, if any of you guys are going to end up being at uh, Rockies and Diamondbacks tomorrow, I'll be there. So if you want to say hi, um, make sure to stop on over. I'll uh, yeah, I'll be there. So that'll be nice. good. And if anybody wants to be in Jersey City, New Jersey, and wants to kick my ass, go right ahead. I'm here. I'm waiting. <laughs> I called the Reds the presumptive favorites a couple seconds ago, got roasted by making a presumption. Could be the Brewers, could be the Cubs. Not sure. The Brewers certainly making moves geared towards 2025 at this point, bringing back Brandon Woodruff, uh, which I think got a universal standing ovation. Everybody was excited about that, even if he doesn't contribute this season. And they finally get the mystery Gary Sanchez deal to the finish line. You came on this show a couple weeks back saying, I do not know what's wrong. I'm texting my Brewers people. They're not commenting. Now that deal is done. He posted a picture in the clubhouse today. I think it was an issue with the physical, as we maybe suspected. Uh, the Brandon Woodruff deal may be a little more intrigue there, just because it's been noted there was another team that was very close on Woodruff before the Brewers re-entered and ultimately pivoted. A lot of people, including Josh, in our all-star chat asking if we know that other team. Not sure if we have details there, but either way, what can you tell us about how he found his way back to Milwaukee? Yeah, I'll start with the Woodruff deal. Um, when when Woodruff was non-tendered by the Brewers, they made it abundantly clear in their messaging that they were not ruling out a return for Woodruff. Internally, they view him uh, as a key piece in that rotation, not for this year because he's not going to pitch this year most likely, but in 2025 and beyond. And they also view him as a foundational piece and someone that can build their, their clubhouse culture around because he's 
I've been around a lot of players in Milwaukee and just in general. Um, and Woodruff is, is one of the best culture people I've ever been around. He's just a great dude. He's always helping the young guys out. Um, he's someone that that organization loves. He's great in the community too. Um, he's invaluable. And they were absolutely in danger of, of losing him to a different team. I have not figured out this different team at this point. Um, but the Brewers stepped up late and made sure they got him back. And it was two years for a guarantee of 17 and a half million with 10 of that 10 million of that guarantee coming uh, in terms of a buyout for 2026, which is, I believe, a $20 million option with a $10 million buyout. So it's a backloaded deal. It's a very team friendly deal uh, for Woodruff. And it made sense for for him, for the Brewers. And I think that was a really underrated move. And Talking to people in Milwaukee, once that deal got finalized, you could really see how happy they were. And as far as the Sanchez deal, let me tell you, um, that danger, like that deal was, was, it was uncertain to happen. And I was not sure of it even two or three hours before Ken Rosenthal reported that there was optimism um, that it was going to end up happening. And people at the Brewers told me the exact same thing. They were uncertain that deal was was ultimately going to happen. Um, but they maintained two things. One, they have a really good relationship with Melvin Roman, who is Sanchez's agent, and they worked diligently throughout that to make sure that a deal was done. And two, like they also really love Sanchez. They thought he was a great complement to... Uh, William Contreras. He, they also think he can get meaningful or meaningfully better working with their catching instructors, who are Walker McKinvin and also Charlie Green. Uh, they've gotten the most out of catchers in years past, and I would anticipate them doing the same thing here with Gary Sanchez. And having those two guys as your number one and two catchers, I think, is a really good thing for them. Gives them another DH option. Um, but they were adamant about getting that deal done, and I think getting the guarantee down from seven million to three million with incentives to get it back up to 7 million um, made a lot of sense for the team and made sense for the player considering uh, what Ken Rosenthal reported that the wrist was ultimately what held the deal up. Um, But yeah, I thought there were two really savvy moves by the Brewers. I thought they were good moves and I'll tell you their off season's been, yeah, I I told Matt Arnold when I saw him at media day here at spring training the other day, I'm like, damn, you've been, you've been busy. And he's like, yeah, busy is one way to put it for sure. He's been working his, you know, what off. And um, I don't like one thing that he told me was that um, he fully believes that Willie Adamas is going to be their opening day shortstop. And Pat Murphy, when I ran that thought by him, said definitely. So I there's been rumors about a potential Willie Adamas trade. I, I fully anticipate him after what both Arnold and Murphy told me on the record the other day that um, he's going to end up being staying in Milwaukee for opening day. So there we go. We can kind of squash that rumor. Yeah, the Brewers believe that division remains up for grabs. And you've pinpointed McKinvin a few times as somebody who can really help Sanchez slash any catcher they import. So I'm excited to see the fruits of that labor. Sanchez with the Yankees had like – three catching coaches in three years. It was a nightmare. So anytime you can get him in front of someone who knows their stuff and he could just settle in and, and, you know, hone in on one tactic and one technique rather than getting mixed messages every single year over and over again, it'll be a benefit. He was Blake Snell's personal catcher last year for a reason. He has clearly taken strides in that department. 
No, absolutely. And I'll, I'll tell you, um, the Brewers, and I, I know when Craig Council was there, he really valued what Walker McKinvin brought to the table. And I know uh, Council or uh, Pat Murphy is also really close to him too. So I, I'll tell you, like, um, he's a he's a very valuable piece to that organizational process. Uh, McKinvin is very um, he, he's very important to what they do there. I, and same with Charlie Green. He is probably he's one of their more behind the scenes guys. But when you talk to people around the Brewers, especially people that work alongside the catchers, they just talk about how invaluable they are. And um, yeah, like their presence is huge. And I think Sanchez is really going to benefit from that. And that Adamus Nugget and, and all the stuff from the Brewers Swarm at Media Day was in Robert's column this week. Great notebook column. Uh, if you haven't read it, recommend it on fansided.com. Uh, a lot of good stuff in there always outside of the podcast. Uh, the columns, the Discord, he does it all. I'm involved in some of it, but mostly it's Robert. Uh, got some fun stuff before we sign off. Got to give you a, a chance to sound off on a, your childhood hero, Pablo Sandoval, coming back. Giant as... <laughs> As a, a commenter just brought up, uh, yeah, what the uh, what the fuck is that about? Where did he come from? He hasn't played since 2021 with the Braves. Now he's in Giants camp, looking trim. Uh, what's what's you want to talk PR move? I mean, Mitch Keller is is or is not a PR move. What what is signing Pablo Sandoval? What what is that? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'm not kidding you. I saw that the other day and I thought it was a fake account tweeting that. And yeah. I, I did not think at all that he was going to end up being back. I thought his career was probably over, um, but he's back. And I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you the, um, I wonder what like the odds would be on like a betting site that Pablo Sandoval would have signed before Blake Snell or Cody Bellinger or Matt Chapman or any of those guys. Like never in a million years did I see that coming, but it was, yeah, it was a, a very surprising move. I mean, there's no such thing as a bad minor league deal. If he turns out to be something, then you can have him in or as organizational depth. You can also have him as, um, I mean, maybe a backup third baseman or backup first baseman or wherever you want to put him. But that was just a really bizarre move. And the Giants, like Hunter, yeah, Hunter said, like they need they need bullpen help, they need offense, they they need a lot of help, um, especially if they want to try to compete with the the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks and the Padres in that division. Um, but yeah, that is, yeah, it's very very bizarre move, very bizarre move. Speaking of bizarre, it's a good time to talk about the Angels a little bit because the chat yep. is chirping about them. Uh, we wanted to do a little st- a segment here on the players this week who asked for help. Mike Trout 
openly said, uh, you know, I want to go to Artie and, and get these. There are guys who want to be here who I'm going to try to get here. And, and Ron Washington basically said, go ahead, keep having those conversations. Rafi Devers at Red Sox camp said, I know what we need. Everybody knows what we need, and we just have to go get it. Uh, that was a yikes. And even Aaron Judge said, I hope there are more moves coming. You know, maybe there is, maybe there isn't. I'm just going to do a cute, cheeky wink. The Yankees aren't, uh, you know, they have a five-man rotation, but they, like how Samarter said, could use more pitching. Rota- five men is never enough for a rotation. So they might not be quite as maligned this offseason as the Angels and Red Sox, but undoubtedly that's another star who wants to see more action with some big names still on the market. So Angels and Red Sox being the focus here, but I think particularly the Angels. How do you feel about uh, the Angels' chances of adding meaningfully for the rest of the offseason? And what Mike Trout and Rafi Devers can really do, the power that they really wield moving forward here. Yeah, it's not very often that Mike Trout speaks out in that in that way. And he made it clear that he's been pushing Artie Moreno and, and Perry to, to try to make a big move to try to add one of the, the top remaining free agents on the board. And I asked Perry the other day when it was media day, I was like, what's what's your appetite for making a big move here because i mean obviously you have trout speaking out um does that does that change anything and he maintained that he does not rule anything out and that um it just depends on the price and it depends on the fit and then if something aligns then they will strike so that to me says that they're they're open to anything and everything but there is just it's it's just going to come down the price and everything that it just doesn't seem like any of these high-end free agent prices are coming down. Um, so, I mean, can't rule anything out by any means, but I don't think anything becomes a likely option until that price comes down. Or, But, yeah, it's it, – and another thing, too, and I've said it before many times, and I'll say it again, it all depends on how Artie Moreno wakes up a certain day because he is as unpredictable as they come. But when you have Mike Trout, who is – a generational player who's a surefire Hall of Famer, does not speak up very often, say that he wants a star, maybe that ends up getting Moreno to, to change gear and, and heavily pursue um, one of one of those high-end options. And, and sports fan, I see you asking about the, your Shella deal a lot. Um, that, like, there's been a few teams that have been in the mix there this offseason. It's been the Angels, it's been the Marlins, it's been some others and the tigers were in and i was surprised by the price tag one and a half million bucks that includes incentives and i thought it was a really savvy move here um, by the tigers it was a, a good signing for them um honestly like the fact that he got one and a half million dollars i think really underscores just how good of a job um isaiah kiner falefa did uh, in getting multiple years and there was a case of like, there was plenty of teams that offered IKF or were willing to go two years for him. And obviously the Blue Jays ended up getting him, but I think the Urshela deal here for the, for the Tigers is a really good move, a savvy move. And for one and a half million bucks, you can't really go wrong at all. Tim Anderson getting that $5 million bucket. I mean, if, if you ask me who I'd rather have between Anderson and Urshela, obviously Anderson was, a face of the game type talent just a couple of years ago, but coming off his lowest low and, and low is an understatement. Uh, I think you and I were both pretty surprised that that total ended up climbing that high. We were sort of 
was it didn't Craig Mish have that offer at two million? And then all of a sudden there's an extra three million tacked on Anderson's deal, and he does that was Nightingale. Okay, yeah. Well, that surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like the five million, like I, I mean, five million can't really go wrong. That's really honestly, that's nothing. Um, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you the how much Anderson is because he was like the guy when the White Sox had him when he was starting his career and how he went from that to signing a one year for $5 million contract just shows how far he's fallen. This is a huge opportunity for him and he'll get meaningful playing time here in Miami. But, but man, that uh, it's a career that could have had a lot, could have been a lot better. Um, And he, he's still young. He can turn it around for sure. You can't really rule. Um, rule anything out for him but man this is this is a huge opportunity for him yeah well we'll see again five million only sounds like a lot in the current landscape but obviously it's not uh danny asking new hairstyle uh no danny this is a hat no i'm (laughs) talking about robert um anything else robert uh in the notebook uh that we have not touched on that you want to touch on today no, what I was going to end up touching on was uh, was Willie Adamas and what Matt Arnold and Pat Murphy both relayed to me the other day. Mm-hmm. And it sure seems like we can kind of take him off the trade block, considering that um, Arnold told me that he anticipated uh, Adamas being their opening day shortstop and Murphy definitively telling me definitely when I asked him the same question. Um, as far as the Blue Jays go, I have not gotten anything new there besides – the Eduardo Escobar and the Daniel Vogelbach deals. Uh, Darren Taylor, I appreciate you with the compliment for the haircut. We we love that very much. Um, but yeah, it's it feels weird not wearing a hat today. I will, I will say that I'm used to doing a pod with a hat on. Uh, so hopefully you guys didn't mind that too much uh, with me changing it up a little bit. Uh, J.D. Martinez news. Yeah. I have not heard anything new here. That's a good question, but um yeah, I, I I genuinely don't have anything new for J.D. Martinez. Good point, though, because Matan asked earlier, basically saying he wants to reclassify it as the Boris Five. I get that. J.D. Martinez is an all-star every year. Like, he might be aging. He might be a DH. He's not looking for a seven- or eight-year deal. He's not going to crack 200 mil, but he's pretty. he can roll out of bed and hit 35 home runs this year for anybody who signs him. He's an all-star. He's evolving into, like, late-career Nelson Cruz where he winds up on a different team and you're like, Oh, it's a good pickup. And then he's got 38 home runs and you're like, Oh, it's better than a good pickup. It was actually like a superstar level bat picked up uh, for almost next to nothing. So good point there that uh, we're not talking about Martinez enough. And apparently the rest of the league isn't either because clock is ticking. No, exactly. The clock is ticking and man, oh man, we have, there's gotta be some sort of movement here. And like in Brandon belt, I think he makes perfect sense for the Texas Rangers. I really do. I think he makes a lot of sense there. I think there's probably going to be some other teams that make sense for him as well. Um, But yeah. And, but, and as far as the Padres, Andrew Lee, what, what AJ Preller told me the other day was that they are actively engaged as like on the off field market um in both trade and free agency and he said it's been active conversations throughout the entire offseason so i wouldn't take that as a sign that necessarily anything is imminent at least as of a couple days ago um but they are trying they are trying to upgrade that outfield but um he also said too that, that they're happy with their organizational options that they have now but to me they have to make another move in the outfield to me they also need to make another move or two uh, and the starting rotation, because those are two glaring weaknesses and they're two very important positions. 
And I think the Padres have to do something. Uh, and I'm pretty sure they will do something because there's one thing that I do know uh, it is that AJ Preller does not sleep. That is not in his DNA at all. And I don't, I don't anticipate him leaving this off season or the spring training with the roster as it is now. Or if they're happy with their outfield, are they happy with getting spanked eight, nothing by the Dodgers through two innings in the first spring training game? It probably not. You'd assume. <laughs> I can't imagine that's going to make them happy. Yeah. Musgrove doesn't get an out. Doesn't make them happy. Doesn't make anybody happy except for the Dodger fans. Say Oscar looks good. Uh, if you split screened us today with the game, shout out to you. You're the fans that we uh, covet. You're the best. Uh, if you watch the game, get that too. It's been a while since baseball's been back. But thank you for joining us, everybody, whether you slept, whether you were awake for the show. Shout out to you all. Uh, shout out to DraftKings today. Again, uh, first time users use that code Baseball Insider. If you want to subscribe, we'd welcome it. I actually meant to check. Uh, we had a... Uh, uh, we were three subscribers away from 1,900. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, by the way, Gary Sanchez just revealed, by the way, that it was not his right wrist that held up the Brewers deal. It was a hand injury that was suffered several weeks ago during a workout. So I figured I, I would clarify that. That is exactly um, that, is, that is what held up the Brewers deal with him. And by the way, yeah, Jacob is very annoying. That is That is why I don't mention... Uh, the Cubs at all is, is Jacob. Jacob yeah. sleeps. Yeah, blood. Blood but, asked about uh, the Cubs. Uh, get yeah, real. J- uh, yeah, Jacob. Yeah, I don't listen to that tubby. Um, yeah. But no. But also uh, speaking of that, I do not. Uh, I have not heard anything new on the Cubs. I still think Bellinger makes a lot of sense there. Um, but yeah, not. I have not heard anything new there. Hopefully. Fingers crossed, eventually. Uh, yeah, well, we, we started the show. We were a couple subscribers short of 1,900. Right now, we are literally two subscribers short of 1,900. So if anybody isn't subscribed, hit that button right now, please. Nothing stopping you. It'd be great. We'd love to get that to 2,000 by opening day. Does that sound possible? It's over a month from now. One, uh, 102 in a month? We can do that. We can whip that. We can dominate that. So help smash that button. I hate being the YouTube, uh, you know, thumbnail guy. Every time I ask people to like and subscribe, you know, when YouTube videos in like 2010 always had that guy being like, and the caption was like, you know, I put a waffle iron down my pants. And the guy was like <laughs> frozen. Like I always feel like that guy when I ask you to like and subscribe. Uh, but still, if you want to get us to 2000, that would be great. We would appreciate everybody if they would Uh, Help us get to that number. Keep joining us every Monday, Thursday, 3.30 Eastern. Uh, Special all-star call. If you're at the all-star level of the Discord, we'll see you all on March 5th. I believe we can announce that now. Uh, Settling on the the time in the evening, I think it's going to be either 7 or 8 Eastern. Stay tuned there. We'll keep you updated in the channel. Uh, I'm willing to go late night to accommodate some of our West Coast folks. Uh, But I am Adam Weinrib. We will be back here next week. Robert Murray, uh, thanks for bringing what you bring to this show because we did it again. Hey, we did it again. We did it. And yeah, I appreciate you, uh, Adam. I appreciate everyone who tuned in and, and listened and watched and commented. And sports fan, uh, that's Jacob and I are, are friends. I want to make sure that's, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, that's not me actually slandering him. He's, he and I are friends. So all good there. But no, we appreciate everyone. We'll see you guys on Monday and the all star call as Adam just announced, is March 5th. So mark your calendars, get excited for that. Uh, please like and subscribe. Um, this is a, uh, it helps us out tremendously if you subscribe to this and like the show. And we will see everyone, what, Monday, Adam? 
Yeah, let's do it Monday. Can I get, let's end the show on a high note. Remember one minute ago when I said we were at 1898, we're a couple short of 1900. We're in 1901. You people are, you people are nuts. You people hit the subscribe button literally when I told you to, which is very helpful. Um, no biscuit. He'll be on the all-star call, but he's out of his cone. Uh, so shout out to biscuit. Uh, he's uh, a new man. He's on the new horizon to recovery. Uh, we love him. Baseball's official. Good boy. Uh, the official good boy of the baseball insiders for Robert Murray. I'm Adam Weinerb. We'll catch you all next Monday. Thank you, everybody. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger less than five miles away or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.